please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Before we start, let me remind you, An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. I think you're going to like it. Now, today is a special day. This episode is a special episode. Do you know what this episode is? This is our 150th episode of An Apple A Day. That's right, 150 episodes we have put behind us. We put 150 episodes out. We've spoke with each other 150 times since November 17th, 2017. That's unbelievable. And this is a podcast that people said in the beginning. You're not going to last more than seven to ten episodes because nobody's going to be interested. But boy, have we surprised them, huh? Not only do we have thousands, and I'm saying thousands of downloads, we're listened to in 68 different countries. That's right, 68 different countries. We get email daily from listeners. We our, our stats on the website have picked up dramatically. We hear from people. Some people love us. Some people hate us. But they they continue to listen to us. And that's great. That's great. And I love being here every week. I, I love being here a couple of times a week now. And I love talking to you. And I love hearing from you. And I can't think of anything better than this. And we've be, we're building such a great community. People are helping each other. People are talking to each other. And they said it wasn't going to last. And why... Why wouldn't it last? We're not one of those boring podcasts, you know, where some guy that drives a cab during the day, but at night he has a microphone connected to a computer and he talks like he's a doctor. He wants to make believe he's a doctor. We're not doctors. We told you that right from the beginning. We're not doctors. We're not lawyers. We're disabled, just like just like the people we're talking to. We have disabilities. We're not disabled people, but we have disabilities that we have to work around. So... We know what it's like, and we're friends sharing tips and tricks and helping each other out. That's what this whole podcast is about, and for 150 episodes, that's what we've been doing. We've been helping each other, and you guys have helped me just as much as I've tried to help you, and I just think it's great. I am so happy that we've come this far, and we're going to go even further. We're going to double 150. We're going to triple 150. An apple a day is here to stay. Seven episodes. They're they're crazy. Of course we're here to stay. And you know why? We're here because of you. As long as you're here, we're here. And I really appreciate it. And I want to let you know that. I want to let you know that right off the top. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. But let me ask you, how are you feeling today? Because I know I'm feeling great. I'm feeling wonderful. But how are you feeling? Are you feeling better than you did yesterday? That's great. You can't ask for better than that. As long as you're feeling better every day, every day, even if it's just a little bit, even if yesterday you had a headache, but today you don't have a headache, you're feeling better. That's what counts. And people ask me, people always ask me, 
Why do you always ask that? <laughs> Why? And I ask it because I, I genuinely care. And I want people to know I care. I, I like it. When somebody asks me how I feel, you know, you get these people that'll say, hey, how you doing? And it's just a salutation. It's just, hey, how you doing? It's like a way to say hello. But I do care. When I ask how you feeling, I want to know. And I've had people write me and say, well, you know, I really don't feel so good. And I, I don't know what to tell my doctor and da, 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 da. And I give them suggestions. I don't tell them, look, this is what you have to tell your doctor. I never do that. But I tell them, this is what I told my doctor when I had something similar. I've had people tell me. When I've had problems, we've talked back and forth, and they've suggested to me. And again, that's what this whole podcast is about. But I'm not doing it to talk down to anyone, to be condescending. Someone told me I was condescending because I asked people if they take their medicine, if they take their prescriptions, if they renewed their prescriptions. I say that because I can't tell you how many times I forgot. There's times where I'll get up in the morning with the best of intentions. I'm going to take my medication, and I get involved with something else, and the morning shot. And I go, oh my God, I didn't take my medication. Now, if my wife's home, my wife, was, she's the first one to say, did you take your medication? Now, I don't think she's being condescending to me. I think I appreciate that she's reminding me. There's people out there that don't have someone to tell them. And if they're listening to this and I say, did you fill your prescriptions? Did you take your medication? Are you taking it the way you're supposed to? Are you keeping your doctor's appointments? It's just a reminder. I'm not saying it to be condescending. You're always going to have one person, two people that think, you know, they, they want to start a problem. But... That's why I say it. Not because I'm condescending, but I think of everybody that's listening as a friend. But I think it's great. I can't, I can't get over it. 150 episodes. 150 episodes. 68 different countries. Well, we got a good one for you today. Unfortunately, we're still dealing with this COVID-19 coronavirus. And I did tell you that the people that are receiving SSI, I was going to continue to look into... The stimulus checks, well, I've got information on that right from the horse's mouth. Right, I got a press release on that. I just received it yesterday. And I have some information, you know, we can, here in New York, and I know in other states, we're under that stay put thing, you know, the lockdown, the quarantine, whatever you want to call it. And parents are homeschooling kids, and kids are asking questions, and having little kids... In, in, in a situation like this, it's nerve-wracking. Well, I've got some information from the CDC that might help with the kids. Just some tips. You know, tips to keep children healthy while the school, well, you know, while school's closed. So we're going to go over those also. But we, it's a really good one today. And I'm looking forward to getting started. So sit back, relax, let's get going. And again, thank you for the 150th episode here. Right, so I have some good news for SSI recipients. I have a press release here, and I told you I was going to keep looking into this until I found out what was going on with your payments. Now, a lot of people know that the, the economic impact payments went out already. There's a lot of people received them this past week, but this is focusing mainly on the people who receive SSI. The Release says, Supplemental Security Income recipients will receive automatic COVID-19 economic impact payments. SSI recipients with dependent children should still go to irs.gov to provide their information. 
The Social Security Administration announced today that the Supplemental Security Income, SSI recipients, will receive the automatic economic impact payments directly from the Treasury Department. The Treasury Department anticipates these automatic payments no later than early May. SSI recipients with no qualifying children do not need to take any action in order to receive their $1,200 economic impact payment. The payment will be automatic. SSI recipients who have qualifying children under the age of 17, however, should not wait for the automatic $1,200 individual payment. They should go now to the IRS's webpage at, make sure you have a pen, you got a pen, write this down, www.irs.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash non-filers dash enter dash payment dash info dash here. I'm going to repeat that. That's www.irs.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash non dash filers dash enter dash payment dash info dash here and visit the non-filers. Enter your payment info section to provide their information. By taking the proactive steps to enter the information on the IRS website about them and their qualifying children, they will also receive the $500 per dependent child payment in addition to their $1,200 individual payment. If SSI beneficiaries in this group do not provide the information to the IRS soon, they will have to wait until later to receive the $500 per qualifying child. This is great news for the SSI recipients, and I want to remind the recipients with qualifying children to go to irs.gov soon so that they will receive the full amount of the economic impact payments you and your family are eligible for, said Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I also want to thank the dedicated employees of the Treasury Department, the Social Security Administration, and the Internal Revenue Service for making this happen and working nonstop on this issue. Social Security retirement, survivors, and disability insurance beneficiaries who don't normally file taxes will also have to qualify for automatic payments of $1,200 from the Treasury. These payments are anticipated to start arriving around the end of April. The Treasury Department, not the Social Security Administration, will make these automatic payments to beneficiaries. Recipients will generally receive the automatic payment by direct deposit, direct express debit card, or by paper check, just as they normally would receive their SSI or Social Security benefits. For those SSI and Social Security retirement, survivors, and disability insurance beneficiaries with dependent children who use direct express debit cards, additional information will be available soon regarding the steps to take on the IRS website when claiming the children under 17. Please note that the agency will not consider economic impact payments as income for SSI recipients and the payments are excluded from resources for 12 months. For more information about the Social Security Retirement Survivors and Disability Insurance Beneficiaries, please see the agency's April 10th press release 
new guidance about COVID-19 economic impact payments for Social Security and Supplemental Security Income beneficiaries from Social Security Admissioner Andrew Saul. We did share that with you on the last podcast. The eligibility requirements and other information about the economic impact payments can be found here at www.irs.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash economic dash impact dash payment dash information dash center. I'll repeat that. It's www.irs.gov forward slash coronavirus economic dash impact dash payment dash information dash center. In addition, please continue to visit the IRS at www.irs.gov forward slash coronavirus for the latest information. This agency will continue to update Social Security's COVID-19 webpage at www.socialsecurity.gov forward slash coronavirus as further details become available. So there you have it. It's good news for the SSI recipients. You're getting the checks. They're being directly deposited. And they weren't sure about that there for a while, but it's coming to you. So good news. Make sure you, if you if you have the dependent children, make sure you fill out that, that information that they need. You don't want to be waiting around. All right, let's move on here. All right, as we start this section here, I want you to get a pen and a paper because I'm going to give you a website that I want you to write this down. It's very important. I'm going to give you a lot of references in this section. So while you're getting the pen and paper, I just want to remind you, this this coronavirus, this COVID-19, this has got to be probably the most frightening thing that we've ever gone through in our lifetime. Imagine what it's like for a child. And... It's our job as parents, as adults, to protect the child, keep them safe, keep them healthy. And that's what this this report that we're going to go over next here is all about. And this comes from the CDC. So that's why I think it's very important. And it's good, just even if you know the stuff, just to remind yourself about it. But if you're ready, if you got the pen and paper, I want to give you this website. You ready? It's www.cdc.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash 2019-ncov forward slash daily dash life dash coping forward slash children dot h t m l I'm gonna repeat that. It's ww dot c d c dot gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash two zero one nine dash n c o v forward slash daily dash life 
dash coping forward slash children dot html. This report is from the CDC and it's tips to keep children healthy while, while they're out of school. And it says, based on available evidence, children do not appear to be at a higher risk for COVID-19 than adults. While some children and infants have been sick with COVID-19, adults make up most of the known cases to date. Children may have mild symptoms. The symptoms of COVID-19 are similar in children and adults. However, children with confirmed COVID-19 had generally shown mild symptoms. Reported symptoms in children include cold-like symptoms such as fever, runny nose, and cough. Vomiting and diarrhea have also been reported. It's not known yet whether some children may be at a higher risk for severe illness, for example, children with underlying medical conditions and special health care needs. There is more to learn about the disease impacts on children. You can learn more about who is most at risk for health problems if they have COVID-19 infections on Are You at High Risk for Severe Illness on that website. So go to that website and look, Are You at Higher Risk for Severe Illness? Help stop the spread of COVID-19. Take steps to protect your children and others from getting sick. Help stop the spread of COVID-19 by doing the same things everyone should do to stay healthy. Teach your children to do the same. One, clean your hands often using soap and water or alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Two, avoid people who are sick, coughing and sneezing. Three, clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces daily in the household, common areas like tables, hardback chairs, doorknobs, light switches, remotes, handles, desks, toilets, and sinks. Four, Launder items, including washable plush toys, is needed. Follow the manufacturer's instructions. If possible, launder items using the warmest appropriate water settings and dry items completely. Dirty laundry from an ill person can be washed with other people's items. You can find additional information on preventing COVID-19 at How to Protect Yourself and at Preventing COVID-19 spread in communities, additional information on how COVID-19 is spread is available at How COVID-19 Spreads, all at that website. Limit time with other children. Practice social distancing. The key to slowing the spread of COVID-19 is to limit contact as much as possible. While school is out, children should not have in-person play dates with children from other households. If the children are playing outside their own homes, it is essential that they remain six feet from anyone who is not in their own household. To help children maintain social connections while socially distancing themselves, help children to have supervised phone calls or video chats with their friends. Clean their hands often. Make sure children practice everyday preventive behaviors such as washing their hands often with soap and water, for at least 20 seconds. This is especially important if you've been out in public places. Change spring break and travel plans. Revise spring break and travel plans if they included non-essential travel. If children meet in groups, it can put everyone at risk. Children with COVID-19 may only have mild symptoms, but they can still pass the virus on to others who may be at higher risk, including older adults and people who have serious underlying medical conditions. Limited time with older adults and people with serious underlying medical conditions. Older adults and people who have serious underlying medical conditions 
are at the highest risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If others in your home are particularly high risk for severe illness from COVID-19, consider extra precautions to separate your child from those people. If you are unable to stay home with your child while school is out, carefully consider who might be the best position to provide childcare. If someone at higher risk for COVID-19 will be providing childcare, older adults such as a grandparent or someone with chronic medical condition, limit your child's contact with other people. Consider postponing visits or trips to see older family members and grandparents. Connect virtually or by writing letters and sending emails. Children two years and older should wear a cloth face covering their nose and mouth when in the community settings. This is an additional public health measure people should take to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in addition to, not instead of, social distancing. Frequent hand cleaning, and other everyday preventive actions. A cloth face covering is not intended to protect the wearer, but to prevent the spread of the virus from the wearer to others. This would be especially important in the event that someone is infected but doesn't have any symptoms. Medical masks and N95 respirators are still reserved for healthcare workers and other first responders as recommended by the current CDC guidance. Keep children healthy. Watch your children for any signs of illness. If you see any signs of illness consistent with symptoms of COVID-19, particularly fever, cough, or shortness of breath, call your health care provider and keep your child at home and away from others as much as possible. Follow the CDC's guidance on what to do if you are sick. Watch for signs of stress in your child. Some common changes to watch for include excessive worry or sadness, unhealthy eating or sleeping habits, and difficulty with attention and concentration. For more information, see for parents section of the CDC's Stress and Coping. Take time to talk with your child or teen about the COVID-19 outbreak. Answer questions and share facts about COVID-19 in a way that your child or teen can understand. Go to the CDC's Helping Children Cope with Emergencies or Talking with Children About COVID-19 for more information. Teach and reinforce everyday preventive actions. Parents and caretakers play an important role in teaching children to wash their hands. Explain that hand washing can keep them healthy and stop the virus from spreading to others. Be a good role model. If you wash your hands often, more than likely they'll do the same. Help your child to stay active. Encourage your child to play outdoors. It's great for physical and mental health. Take a walk with your child or go on a bike ride. Use indoor activity breaks like stretch breaks or dance breaks throughout the day to help your child stay healthy and focused. Help your child stay socially connected. Reach out to friends and family via phone or video chats. Write cards or letters to family members that they may not be able to see or visit. Ask about school meal services. Check with your school on plans to continue meal services during this school dismissal. Many schools are keeping school facilities open to allow families to pick up meals or are providing grab-and-go meals at central locations. Help children continue learning. Stay in touch with your child's school. Many schools are offering lessons online virtual learning. Review the assignments from the school and help your child establish a re reasonable pace for completing the work. You may need to assist your child with turning on devices, reading instructions, and typing answers. 
communicate challenges to your school. If you face technology or connectivity issues, or if your child is having a hard time completing assignments, let the school know. Create a flexible schedule and routine for learning at home. Have consistent bedtimes and get up at the same time Monday through Friday. Structure the day for learning, free time, healthy meals and snacks, and physical activity. Allow flexibility in the schedule. It's okay to adapt based on your day. Consider the needs and adjustments required for your child's age group. The transition to being at home will be different for preschoolers, K-5, middle school students, and high school students. Talk to your child about the expectations and how they are adjusting to being at home versus at school. Consider ways your child can stay connected with their friends without spending time in person. Look for ways to make learning fun. Hands-on activities like puzzles, painting, drawing, making things. Independent play can also be used in place of structured learning. Encourage children to build a fort from sheets or practice counting by stacking blocks. Practice handwriting, grammar by writing letters to family members. This is a great way to connect and limit face-to-face contact. Start a journal with your child to document this time and discuss your shared experiences. Use audiobooks and see if, you, see if your local library is hosting virtual or live stream reading events. Well, these are all great ideas. I'd just like to add in a couple of my own if you don't mind. Keep your kids active. Think about it yourself. An idle mind gives you time to think. And when you sit down and you think and you're idle, that's when you worry. And kids shouldn't have to worry. I mean, it's bad enough they have to know about this disease that's going around because it's life-threatening. They, so they have to know. But they don't have to know about everything else going on in the house. Think about it. They don't need to know that right now money is tight. They, they're, they're young. That's not something that, that they have to worry about. They have to worry about what they have to do. They have to worry about they have to clean their hands. They have to worry about that they don't go near other people. They have to worry. There's so much that they have to worry about. They don't have to worry about the household bills. They don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. As their parents, as the adults, as the older person with them, that's your responsibility to worry about. Take some of the worry away from the kids. Help them to get through this with as little scarring as possible. Well, I just wanted to say that. Listen, I am so happy that you stopped by today. Thank you for being part of the 150 episodes of An Apple a Day. Thank you for being part of this podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me be your friend. And I want you to keep coming back. Listen, we have the group over on Facebook. It's Disabled Living. So go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living and join in the fun over there. You'll enjoy yourself. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of talks, a lot of chats going on. You'll make friends. So go over there, check us out. And I want to remind you something. No matter what, things can always be worse. No matter what, right now there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. That's right. They're wishing they were in your position right now. So it can always be worse. Remember that, my friends. Listen. We're going to make it through this. We're going to we're going to get through this coronavirus, this COVID-19. We're going to get through it. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some energy out of us. Is it it's going to take a lot of worry out of us. Just remember, we're going to get through it. Whoever you pray to, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, 
Pray. That's all I could say. It's important. Have faith. Whether you pray or not, have faith. Have faith that we're going to pull through this. Remember those who have already passed on. And take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Take care of your kids. Take care of your pets. Take care of yourselves. Thanks again. And remember this. This is very important, especially right now going through all of this. Laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. Laugh. (laughs) Really, it is. Hey, you've been listening to An Apple a Day. This is the 150th episode of An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple, and I'm going to talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend, my friends. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.